<laughs> in between. That? Yeah, like with the baby wipes all over my with body. Duncan about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like because like in camp sometimes when you, if you're camping at a place that doesn't have showers you have to you have to do use the horse bath yeah, yeah you have to use the baby wipes yeah it's time to whip out the wipes Ugh. it's <laughs> not a good way it's not thorough with the boys. yeah no it's it's not no it helps with smelly areas but it's not getting bacteria off of your body no no not good not good enough recommended i do think about that though also hello folks hi i do i guess that's gonna be my fear for the week is oh my god you're going first yeah it just came to me and i didn't have one prior so this is perfect everything all right so we were talking about how when you can't shower you have to use baby wipes across your entire body um like if you're camping yeah, like if you're camping. Where there are no showers or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or if you're needing it for health reasons, whatever. For me, I just get like really tired sometimes, like mental illness shit. And I'm just like, I yeah. do not have the energy to spend an hour shower. I take so long to shower. Um, <laughs> so I just will do the wipes. But I was thinking about that when you were just talking about that. Like um, they don't take off all the bacteria. And if you think about what baby wipes are normally used for, shit and piss... Yeah. And snot. Um, what do you mean they don't take care of bacteria? That is gross. Think about that. But you can't have... What, what's going on with your baby? You can't have, like, rubbing alcohol on it and no. then wipe a baby's butt. Like, it's literally just for cleaning the same amount that you get to clean with using toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. But with some wetness, like a built-in yeah. bidet wipe. Yeah. I, I just think that's awful to it think is. about because, like, is. how do you disinfect your baby? Yeah, I guess you have to bathe them later and whatever, but, you like... You have to bathe them, yeah. That's gross to think about <laughs> that. There's always some grossness when you're out and about with your baby and couldn't bathe the snot Don't off Don't have them. kids. That's my solution. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I wouldn't want to bring a kid into this current world, no, to be honest. No, this would be yeah, and, like, who knows where the world's going to go in a few years with, like, climate change and shit. I just feel like Gen Z and whatever Gen comes after is just going to have a really rough time as yeah. adult when they get to adulthood. Yeah, they will. Yeah, like, millennials did, too, and it's just getting worse. Millennials have lived through a lot of different weird things, so. Yeah, we've seen some shit. Yeah. And I'm on the young millennial half, so I'm just kind of, like, I have a lot, like, in common with Gen Z, but just enough separation that I can see what's affecting them that I didn't have to deal with when I was, like, 11. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an elder millennial. Yeah. So I know, like, some of the Gen X shit. Yeah, which is interesting, <laughs> right? Because they – that was when it was Sometimes starting I've to go downhill, Sometimes I've been looped in too. with Gen X. There have been times they've extended it to 1985, and I'm like, no. No, and I, fi- I find old. that weird. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, but when Gen Z came up, there were a bunch of adults who were, like, afraid of being, like, young adults who turned 18 and whatever, like, yeah. five years ago or whatever. And they're so, like, not wanting to face adulthood that Gen Z, when it starts, was suddenly extended back. Like, it used oh, to start stupid. in 2003. I remember this because we checked before this phenomenon to see if Brayden was a millennial or, yeah. ne- like, my nephew. He was born in 2003. Yeah, and so he, he just missed a millennialhood by yeah. those standards at the time. No kidding, yeah. But Which is weird. Yeah, it is weird We would both be in the same generation. Yeah, but that's why they split into, like, elder and Well, younger. they should. I don't want to be in the same generation as my child. That's no. fucking weird. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense because your experiences I mean, are yeah. different. It was a teen pregnancy, but let's just... Older teen. Yes. Just, just throwing out the Se- disclaimers 17. to people that harass you. 
<laughs> yeah, still too oh, young. Oh, bite me, teen pregnancy. Like, I did I mean, it. He's fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like, oh, by the way, there are people working on our roof. So if you hear sudden thumps, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just life. It's uh, <laughs> just the roofers and also Andrea throwing bodies down a chasm. Guess which is which. It's fine. It's fun. It's fun to guess. It's like guessing like, you know, different brands of pop blindfolded. <laughs> different brands of baby wipes. Yeah. It's like trying to guess which year a generation begins because apparently <laughs> no one knows. Yeah, they've extended the Gen Z thing to like mean like 1995 onward. Jesus. Right? Which I think back. is such bullshit. That is bullshit. Yeah, because I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A 24 no. year old or 25 year old right now does not have the same experiences no. as my 16 year old nephew. We should no. also have the same <laughs> amount of years in our generations. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Should I, they be divvied up evenly? It, that makes more sense to me. I don't know. The Whatever. reason these things aren't is because like with the, the youngest generation at the time, they don't know what is going to characterize that generation until they get older and can estimate kind of like, okay, what age group should we call a new generation um, based on like what we're actually able to see in yeah. them now, right? Okay, it's yeah. all a marketing strategy. Or the it's avocado toast generation, whatever. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Like I – I mean that's just one of the things. Where did that come from? It was a big thing. I don't know. I do like avocado toast though. I um, have never even heard – I had never even heard of it until the, the meme and I was like, I guess it makes sense. You can put whatever the fuck you want on toast. Delicious. Um, I don't know. Like, So my fear – I'm very upset and I know you're probably getting sick of me talking about BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> you're basically a shill for them but they're not paying you I know I know but so hey BuzzFeed contact my sister for all the free publicity remember when we covered Island of the Dolls yes and we were like I want to go there yeah okay they went there and I there's know. a lot of spiders yeah I saw that episode yeah I can't go well okay that's so that's what spider. I thought about like that's way too fucking no there were they were everywhere that is a I know I watched the how video how did that man live on that island like how he must have really been okay with spiders. Maybe, maybe he had like Fuck some really good spiders. citronella candles. I don't know. <laughs> like I have no clue. Ugh, they're so gross, and they were gigantic, and they are just everywhere. Like, ugh. Yeah, we're gonna have to consult some Australians on the spider thing. How do you like cope with a place that's literally riddled with spiders at all times? Maybe you become desensitized. I'm guessing he did. I don't think I can become desensitized to spiders. I'm not sure that's in me. Considering there were a huge variety in that video oh, of the dolls, like God, like some I could so deal many with. Different... What? No, I could not deal with any of the varieties. I know you couldn't. I Ugh. could I could deal with some of them. I had a dream about spiders last night. Is this I was you were watching this video? Did it give you a nightmare? No, I watched that like a wa- a while ago actually. It's weird. But in my dream I had moved in with you and mom. Yeah. And for some reason left my house abandoned, which was actually a house and not an apartment. Okay. And then mom and I got in a fight and I moved out Mm -hmm. and came back and my, like, it had, like, it was like it had sat for a hundred years. It was, like, all run down and in shambles and there were a bunch of spiders in the bathroom that I had to clean out. And there was a, a mouse that was trying to eat a hamster. What? What? It was a weird dream. What? What kind of animal farm-esque society with spiders and mice, like, developed in your, like, home while you were away? Like, that's an interesting one. I guess if something's abandoned for several years. Like, it fell into disrepair. Spiders happen. I wasn't gone for a hundred years. No, I know. It doesn't make sense. 
I mean, I guess maybe like concept of loss of identity. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We need some like, uh, like Freudian it. dream analysis on that one. It was no good. And then I also have Duncan's fear. <laughs> oh, so Andrea has her uh, boyfriend's fear. Yeah, uh, he did not ask me to tell you, so Let's see, you're... this is on the DL. Um, He's going to know, but okay. No, he doesn't listen. Oh, okay. Every, well, now all the listeners that do listen are going to fucking try to find him and message him to tell him to listen, but okay. Thanks for giving them that idea. They, they already did, trust me. This is the <laughs> internet, Andrea. Don't let your Gen uh, X seep through. This, just, this shit just happens on the internet. <laughs> This is how it goes. That is my Gen X seeping through. Um, okay, so his mother is very proper English. Cool. And so she has right. that proper English accent. And so he was going to – he was over at my place and he was going to call her to, like, check up on something. And he's like, oh, come, like, sit. I'll put her on speakerphone so you can hear the accent. Oh, right. And – uh, so I sat down next to him and they're talking about whatever it was that he had to call her about. Yeah. And then suddenly she's like, are you feeling okay? Because I've been having diarrhea all day. <laughs> and <laughs> I've just been in the toilet all day. And Duncan's like, you're on speakerphone. <laughs> and Andrea's right here. And she's like, well, you didn't tell me I was on speakerphone. <laughs> I don't know. And, but she didn't seem bothered, but. No, she's Duncan like, almost dropped the phone. Really? Like, he was that upset about, like, his mom's diarrhea story? <laughs> it's, hey, it's fine, Duncan. Just... <laughs> if you're listening right now, it happens to everyone. Yeah, it's, I didn't it's judge. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, can you, can you really judge someone for that? I think Not that's really. hilarious, actually. I don't know. I think it's... Only if you have never had it can you judge someone for it. Uh, Even then, it's like well, even your then, bodily yeah, processes kind of are not judgy. allowed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because you have a healthy digestive system. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't I don't know. Most of us are eating like crap twenty four seven. Especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't even get a one frozen stuffed chicken breast without there being antibiotics in it. Dang it. <laughs> well, that is kind of. I mean, you could go a little bit more natural than like boxed frozen stuffed chicken. Okay, breasts. but here's the problem with going natural with what you eat. Um, it's expensive. Or you have to get a hunting license. That's the only cheap way to do that. And it goes bad. Yeah. That's why I don't buy good bread anymore. I just buy, like, Wonder Bread shit. Yeah. Or Dempsters. Like, okay, so that's another thing, right? Like, okay, how am I going to nature my way into bread? Where is my wheat field? Am I going to, like, I... Hurt, like, grow my own wheat? You would have to just, like, well, no, not that from scratch. You could buy the flour. <laughs> Like, yeah, but how do I know what they did with like the like flour? The, I know, the like GMO, like yeah. With if the you're wheat going grew, way, right? way back, then yeah, like like way, way from scratch. That's bullshit. That's that's too time consuming. Well, it's hard for me because I don't have a thresher. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, check your thresher privilege. Everybody has a thresher, but Ren stands out. <laughs> I for what a not lazy non-thresher owner. Yeah, that's me. So, uh, moving um, away from we can start bread harvesting, we can start telling you what you're here stories. for. <laughs> yeah. So this episode, I I chose the theme. It's things that are like extremely relevant, like cases that have to do with something that's relevant today, like topical, topical essentially. And the ones that we chose are very important. So I'm gonna give a warning. Uh, racism, extreme racism is yeah, the warning. That's... <laughs> We accidentally both chose cases that had to do specifically with that, which makes sense because a lot of that's um, happening is the thing. Yeah. 
So I mean, that's always been topical, but right now it's definitely very topical. Uh, yep. And it's important that people hear about these things, to be honest. So that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to start us off with a case that I think I might have done already in the past, but I could be wrong. <laughs> and if I have, like, okay, I'm just, like, a little obsessed with this case because it's, like, it's so fucked up and brutal. I just, I just find it crazy that happened in, like, 2012. Okay. So I'm going to tell you guys I'll tell you all about you it. did it already. Yeah, you, I you can tell me. I won't remember. No, because if I did, it was ages ago, and I yeah. might have just thought about it. Okay. Like, All right. That happens to me a lot. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. Okay, so keep that warning in mind. This is the torture and murder of Darren Rainey. Hmm. Yeah. So, Darren Rainey, who was born January 12th, 1962, and died June 23rd, 2012, died at the Dade Correctional Institution in unincorporated Miami-Dade uh, County, Florida, on, yeah, June 23rd, 2012. The prison, like, it's kind of like um a prison for a lot of mentally ill patients, especially, but, like, it's a prison. Okay, yeah. And it's in proximity to Florida City and is south of Homestead. Huh. Floridians listening, um, answer for your prison is. and cancel it. This prison (laughs) is officially canceled. It actually should be. Fuck this. Like this is this is gonna frustrate you. This if you haven't heard about this already. Yeah, this is gonna you're gonna be frustrated even more. Okay. So in 2014, um, an inmate at Dade named Mark Joyner accused prison authorities of fatally torturing prisoner Darren Rainey, who is mentally ill, by scalding him in a shower. On June 23rd, 2012, the night of his death, 50-year-old Darren Rainey had served, like, only a few months of a two-year prison sentence, right? He's only in there for two years. Yeah, he hadn't so done he much. he didn't do anything terrible. No, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what he did. Okay. But, like, um, on the night he died, so, like, at about 7.30 p.m., he defecated in his cell and smeared feces on himself and on the walls. Um, he was mentally ill, right? Yeah. However, he was not a violent offender. Darren had originally been arrested for, like, possession of some amount of cocaine, not a bunch, just some. Yeah. And while I mean, so he wasn't a drug kingpin. No, he he had cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a violent offender. Like, so while he suffered from schizophrenia by some sources, he was just not known to be violent. So this wasn't a big deal. So the fecal smearing thing is really the only quote-unquote reason that was provided by authorities for what they were about to do to him. That is not a good reason. That uh, is actually no. very common in psychiatric prisons. Yeah. It's like a way of lashing out, right? Yeah. And that makes sense. That's all you know. got. That's, that's <laughs> all you got in there. Yeah, exactly. So guards took Darren out of his cell and brought him to the shower, telling him they wouldn't let him out until he cleaned himself. According to the state attorney's report, Rainey refused to stand under the water, and there was a very good reason for this. Uh-oh. So, was Darren... Was hot? Um, Too hot. Darren was found dead about two hours later, his body covered in burns. Ugh. Originally, the police tried to classify the death as unexplained because, of course, they did. That is just mysterious how he mysteriously has all these mysterious burns for no mysterious reason. Yeah, gee, I wonder how he... It's a fucking mystery. Yeah, it's almost like something burned him. But, no, sometimes that just happens on its own. Yeah, (laughs) spontaneous shower combustion. Like, what are they going to say, right? (laughs) And the DOC never, never punished any of the staff because, of course, they didn't. So, two of the officers who were on duty at the time of Darren's murder later received promotions. No! Mm -hmm. No. You cannot have a promotion 
for uh for burning somebody alive yeah yeah boiling them alive so the police only began interviewing witnesses after the news outlet the miami herald obtained public records and made a visit to the prison so they only admitted this after they were fucked basically like after a news outlet was like hey we know what she did and they're like oh yes we are working on that starting tomorrow starting yeah it's just starting. That's the end of the sentence. Starting. We're starting to look into it. <laughs> it's been several years, but don't worry. So it came to light that um, Darren Rainey had been locked in the shower room for two hours. The shower structure was designed so that Darren himself, like he had no control over the temperature of the water. The controls were in an adjacent room, which was locked to the person in the shower, but could be accessed by the officers. And it had been turned up to 180 degrees Fahrenheit, so 82 Celsius. That's that's cooking. That's hot. That's not something you can live in. Boiling, but it's it's hot. Yeah, but if if this is water pouring on you, right? Like that's scalding. Yeah. Yeah. So Darren Rainey died from burns to a significant percentage of his body. Witnesses stated that his skin quote fell off at the touch. Oh God. He was boiled to death. Yeah. Oh my god. At least eight other prisoners had also been subjected to a scalding shower within Dade's so-called transitional care unit. So, to get even more of an idea of the brutality Darren Rainey was subjected to, here's a passage from that article on MiamiHerald.com. And, warning, this is brutal, yeah, so. The photographs of Darren Rainey's body are difficult to look at. Skin curling from nearly every part of his body, from the top of his nose to his ankles. Large swaths of exposed body tissue, some of it blood red and other portions straw yellow. Skin blistering on portions of his face, his ears, and his neck. Deep red tissue exposed on his chest, his back, a thigh, and an arm. Yellow tissue exposed on his buttocks and left leg. So they went deep, like these burns went deep. Oh my god. Yep. But it's unexplained. Yeah, how could this have been a thing that happens? It happens all the time. About the only portion of his body not affected are his feet. Jesus. Paramedic Alexander Lopez saw the injuries firsthand that evening after Rainey collapsed and died in the shower in the mental health unit there. So Darren Rainey had screamed and begged for help as he died. His last known words were... I can't take it no more. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Oh my god. Isn't that so sad? Well, all that's he did like was heartbreaking. smear shit. Like, yeah. Like, do you do that? And like, all he did to even get out? in there was had probably some cocaine. The amount of cocaine for personal use. Like, yep. this obviously isn't a maximum security prison. Nope. And they definitely weren't like, he wasn't like, a bad guy. Guns. No, it's not like he was in there for doing horrible things. Like, yeah, no, it's not, like so. Why treat him like that shit? Like because they can. You was know? he black? Yes. Ugh. Yes, Darren Rainey was black and mentally ill. Right. I believe one of the guards who harmed him, like who did this, was also black. And then there were a bunch of guards who just let it happen and joined in on the fun or whatever, and they just kind of let it happen. And they were of like you know white whatever race. Like basically, this is just this situation as it gets interesting like with regard to race and such after all this darren's family still had to wait three years for an initial autopsy to even be conducted this is where the racism comes in oh folks they God. didn't care about this man three at all. years 
yeah, three we be, like, years decomposing. Not in good shape anymore. Well, and that's what the original medical examiner tried to pass oh, it off as. Sake. But like witnesses saw what was actually there before decom- decomp, right? Like they saw him get- being dragged out of the shower. They also had to then wait another year for it to be released. This is the slowest fucking medical examiner ever. Yeah, there's, like, that's the reason, right? Because they don't want people to know. Well. And they don't care. That's fucking bullshit. Isn't that horrifying? And then the family were also pressured by prison officials to immediately cremate Darren's oh body. Oh my god. Yeah, so this is why I say it's a cover-up. I have All reason to believe. All cover-ups, especially, like, when it's, um... Racist yep. and it involves law enforcement. Yep. It's all just like hush they, hush. Yeah, they they actively work to cover it up. Oh, my body cam just happened to go off for this exact period yep. of time. I don't know why. Dash cam. Yeah, like anything. Like why is everyone's body cam fine and then suddenly uh not working for the hour in which you murdered someone? Yeah, like okay. Yeah. So <laughs> important note here: the main investigative authority at this point in time was, of course, the Miami Dade Police Force. Perfect. They should definitely yeah. be investigating them fucking selves. <laughs> yeah, they should be investigating. I just don't themselves, understand but, why like, they don't bring in outside, like external. Yeah. yeah, when it comes to a vulnerable population, and this was like also, you know, during. The years when a bunch of shit was happening, right? Like, with regard to Black Lives Matter being formed and, like, all this police violence, like, in a row that people had suddenly seen. Yeah. So, like, they should be doing outside investigation, but they're not going to because they want to cover it up. But they've got this brothership, like, I mean, cops are different from, obviously, like, prison guards, but, like, they're all law enforcement and they're all just bros. Exactly. Yeah. And they'll defend because they don't They'll defend each other. Oh, yeah. They've got each other's backs like crazy. Yeah, in a really bad way. So the person who did up the original autopsy report, which was, of course, Miami-Dade's medical examiner, Emma Liu, um, had pretty much already decided that Darren couldn't possibly have been burned. Like, she was basically defending the officers, right? So she only took, like, one skin sample. How could she decide that? How does she think he fucking died? Right? Be- okay. She said it was decomp, but it's like, no, hun, um, how did he die, though? You don't die from death, is the thing. <laughs> um, like, did you think he was decomposing before they brought him into the shower? He, di- he died like, from decomposing. He, spontaneous decomp in his cell, I'm sure. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. So, yeah, she took only one skin sample, which isn't enough to determine a, what is and isn't burnt tissue in decomposed body. However, two other professionals, Dr. Michael Baden and Dr. John uh, Maraccini, who were forensic pathologists, reviewed Lou's report as well as the photos of Darren's body after the shower and confirmed that this was burn tissue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's not that hard to tell. Skin doesn't just do this. Like, yeah. start dying without a reason. Yeah. Exactly, and it just so happens that they do scalding showers on their patients. Can so cause um, tissue death, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they confirmed he was burned. Emma Lou also never answered the question of where on Darren's body she took that one single oh skin my God. sample Who's from. This Emma person, she needs covering. To she needs to be fired. I'm. Hoping. Yeah, but like you're the doctor, you don't cover for. You shouldn't cover for law enforcement. That needs to be separate. No, you need to hold up your fucking oath. Has something to do with Miami-Dade County in general, I'm assuming. Like, they're all just covering it up. Well, it is Florida, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of problems. kind of explains a lot of shit here. Yep. Sorry, Florida. 
Sorry, Florida. I mean, a lot of Floridians listening are probably like, yeah, that actually does explain it. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> we know. Law enforcement. We, we know, know. your law enforcement sh- is shit, so. Well, all of them are, but yes. But there's. Florida's got problems. Yeah. So there were, and still are, protests surrounding Darren's murder, as his name is another in the long, long, long list of black people who died at the hands of cops, prison guards, and various other law officials, right? Mm-hmm. So... Protesters in 2014 stated that Miami police escalated force against them and wanted stopped, right? So there was escalating police force against black communities at the time, so it's not surprising that, like, medical examiners and people who worked for that county's police force would try to sweep this under the rug. I don't care. I don't either. No, I'm just saying it's evil. Oh, smack them. <laughs> They deserve a bit more than that. Yeah, I think so. I want to put First them down the snack. elevator shaft. <laughs> I don't want the ghost of racism in there. <laughs> Racist cough. <laughs> yeah, can I? T- Why? You put them in there, and then <laughs> I'm going to have to sage cleanse everything. <laughs> like, I'm never not going to be burning sage after that. So, ultimately, um, no charges were made for the murder of Darren Rainey. Yeah, there still haven't been charges. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. The family sued and, like, got something at one point. But, but somebody has to it. be charged, and this is recent. No They're one. still alive. They need to go to yeah, jail. Yeah, you, you murdered someone. And then they should be burned. Yeah, I agree. I'm surprised he wasn't put to death for having cocaine. Like, Yeah, they have <laughs> yeah the, apparently. They have capital punishment there, so. Apparently, they did put him to death for that. I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, I guess they did just really slowly. They... So basically, yeah, he was tortured to death. Like, in the two hours he was screaming, right? They knew what they were doing, and they had access to the controls. I don't know how you even listen to that and then, like, not stop. Yeah. Well, being soulless, I guess. Do you have to sell your soul to become a member of law enforcement? Yes. Somebody email us, twoscaredsiblings at gmail.com. I need to know. Uh, All you cops out there, (laughs) do you still have your soul? They clicked off long ago because they don't want to have to, like, do any introspection on the fact that they don't have a soul. That's true. Yeah. Well, if any of you are still listening, if any of you toughed it out. Then thank you for sticking around. Now quit. Quit your job. And email me about your soul, please. (laughs) It's a requirement. So, Black Lives Matter protesters have also recently spoken about the state-sanctioned police violence against black and mentally ill people. So I've included the link to a recent change.org petition for justice for Darren Rainey in the description section of this podcast episode. We will be sharing links on our Twitter page at Too Scared Sibs as well. So like, please sign these and other petitions against state violence and support the protesters and Black Lives Matter and the families of all the victims, you know? So I'll also post um, links to sites where, like, hey, if you're able to, you can donate to all the people who are still out there protesting, risking their own personal safety to stand up against injustices like this one. That was gross and bad, but I'm pretty sure you never did it. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'd remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would have remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I thought about it and then was like, it's a lot. But it is a lot. I think it needs to be talked about, especially now. A lot of our cases are going to be a lot, I think. Yeah. And the fact is yeah. the world is really falling apart and people, they need to hear about this. It's important to talk about. Yeah, exactly. I was I was like, that's kind of why I was caught up on doing um, cases that are very, like, for very personal reasons like this, right? Mm-hmm. 
or like anything that anyone could deem political at all because I'm like, is that using the person, like the death oh. of someone in, for like for ourselves, right? But yeah. that's not what I want to get out of this. And I've been seeing a lot of true crime on um, podcasters and video essayists talking about this and a lot of people like from the black community specifically saying there is a way to handle this and it should be done if you can yeah. if you have any sort of platform like please yeah do this just do it right like don't yeah. be an ass like this other podcast i listen to my favorite murder mm-hmm. they do they did like for pride month yeah. some cases involving that sort of thing yeah and as long as you though. Yeah. Yeah, and as long as they handled it, like, well and, like, gave info and, like, support links and stuff, then that's really – I think that's great because their platform's huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for another bummy one? (laughs) You guys – more racism warnings. Yeah. Um, Yeah, basically the same warnings as before. Oh, boy. Okay. This – I got my information from GQ.com and then some other articles I kind of, like, pieced together. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like wrote based on what you'd like discovered. Yeah, um, so a large portion of it, GQ.com. And before we get into this, um, we just want to give you guys a little bit of a break. So here's a promo. Hey guys, my name is Tara. And my name is Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast, Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal. Or murder. Join us every Monday as we tell our listeners about a new spooky tale or true crime case. We'll have a special drink recipe each episode picked out by me for you to enjoy while we scare the hell out of you. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever the hell else you listen to podcasts. Come hang out with us and get your spooky on. And we're back. All right. Uh, so I'm covering the murder of Timothy Coggins. Okay, so I think I've heard of, a bit about this one. Really? Yeah, I, I have. I've seen a video about this one, but I'm, I'm not uh, – give me the details. Not 100%? Okay. Yeah. So this takes place in the county of Spalding in Georgia. Yeah. Timothy Coggins was super charming, outgoing, and funny, and he liked to party, and he made friends easily. In So this is a bit older, right? But it was only recently solved, so. Yeah. In October 1983, Timothy was at a club called the People's Choice with his sister, which was on the black side of Griffin, which is the largest city in that county. Right. It was super packed. Uh, at this place, they sold barbecue, and Timothy was always kind of the life of the party there, always dancing in the middle of all the action. Yeah. For the last little while, he'd been there with a young white woman, which was unusual as the patronage was pretty much 100% black. That, I guess I was about to say it was still unusual in the 80s. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a specific part of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Spalding, there was still a local clan chapter that oh, would no. have rallies and parades. So if it had been Atlanta, it apparently would have been more accepted, but this was not so in rural Georgia. A black guy being with a white woman or whatever. Like but that's it was really fucked. Apparently it was more accepted in Atlanta like in the bigger cities, but you know how rural uh, yeah. tends to be quite a bit behind well, urban. If it's, yeah, and if it's like really like yeah, and if it's yeah. informally segregated especially. Yeah. Like I just think that's wild like Oh, hanging out, like, with a black person, hanging out with a white person isn't acceptable. But Ku Klux Klan braids, they're fine. Those are fine. Those are acceptable. Like, what the fuck? Why was no one banning this shit? It was the 80s. What the hell does a KKK parade even look like? Anyway. It it looks bad. (laughs) 
His sister, Talisa, heard people saying that there were some white men outside that were looking for Tim. Oh, no. And Talisa didn't see him alive ever again. Oh, my God. So Tim went missing. But no one realized he actually was missing because it was normal for him to kind of take off for a few days and crash on, like, friends' couches and, you know. Uh, Unfortunately, though, his body was found in Sunnyside, which was a poor white part of the county. Right. And he had been mutilated, stabbed dozens of times, and had an X, like the Confederate flag, carved into his stomach. Oh, my God. The case was abandoned after two weeks. Fuck. Oh, my God. This See, is frustrating. Is Yours is frustrating. All, everything to do, like every case to do with racism and cops is going to go this way. It's really fucking annoying. They're yeah. horrifying. He was only 23 years old. Yeah. Then his family started getting threats because they knew about the death. So their father drove a school bus and someone put a bloody t-shirt in it for him to find. Oh my God. They had a brick thrown through their living room window that had a note attached which read, you're next. Holy shit. Someone broke in and left a decapitated dog in their house. Oh, my God. So it's they were escalating. It's fucking insane. Like, yeah. Like, it's just, like, nuts. This was basically, like, a lynching. Yeah. This was a lynching. Oh, yeah. This was a lynching. So, now we're in 2017. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, wow, it took it only took them over 20 yeah. years. Okay. Special agent Jared Coleman, who was young and in his second year, he gets the case file. Right. In the file were listed two suspects, Frankie Gebhardt and Bill Moore Sr. Uh, they lived in the trailer park near where the body was found, mm. and they were white, yeah. and they were brothers-in-law. Okay. Frankie had been interviewed, and there were holes in his – like back in – when they first were investigating Yeah, for that, back when they spent that weeks. whole two weeks. Yeah. Um, there were holes in his alibi, but they didn't really look very closely at them or him. No and shit. Bill didn't seem to have been interviewed at all. Yeah, because they didn't fucking care. They didn't care. Also, I'm so mad. <laughs> more recently, an inmate named Christopher Vaughn, who had actually been one of the kids to find Tim's body when he was 10 years old, oh, God. had written in to tell investigators that Frankie had admitted to the murder and said he'd thrown the murder weapon down the well behind his trailer. Frankie brought it up several times over the years, like, bragging about it, and no yeah. one had ever followed up on the info, even though people had reported it to the cops. Yeah, and this is a small area, and people were reporting it. Yeah. They knew he did it, and they just let him go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so horrifying. this new investigator guy, Coleman, mm-hmm. he goes to interview Bill, who yeah. pretended he didn't even know about the murder. <laughs> He also spoke to the new sheriff, Daryl Dix, who found some documents that indicated that some of the men on the force in 1983 were actually members of the Klan. Oh, this is not uncommon. That was like a side note I was going to say in my case. Um, a lot of police force members Ugh. to this day are still discovered to be like secret White KKK members. Yeah, like a, a lot of them are. Idiot. Well, I mean, I guess it's not. Yeah. Surprising, but... No, it's not even slightly surprising. It's just horrifying to know. So what happened is he actually t- found a notebook, which was the diary of one of, of the former sheriff's deputy um, that he kept in the 1980s. Yeah. Um, his writings talked about how he had infiltrated the KKK to gather information and learned that the KKK might have infiltrated the police departments. One entry, which was written on May 20th, 1982, said that one of the local leaders of the KKK bragged about having, quote, a number of good clan in the police and sheriff's departments. Good clan's an oxymoron. Same with good yeah. police, but okay. Yeah. 
Um, another quote from the book is, at this point, unsure of who to trust. We'll try and find out who in the department is Klan. So obviously this former dep- sheriff's deputy was like suspicious that there were yeah. KKK members on this force. And and wanted that to be investigated. It, you know, if it has to be secret, it's probably wrong. Just uh, throwing that out there. I think a lot of white supremacists know what they're doing is wrong, at mm-hmm. least on some level. I think they are aware. They just don't care. Ugh. Okay, so this new mayor, yeah. Dix, he's like, here's some help, so go go solve this shit. Yeah. So they're like, you know, they're like, and he was trying to improve uh, relations between law enforcement and the black population. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he's like trying to fix stuff. So he's like, please go solve this case yeah. that should have been solved a million years ago. Yeah. Frankie was in custody already because of some sex thing. That's sexual not surprising assault. either. Ugh, and when God. they came to talk to the to him, he said he knew nothing at all. So of course a, he did. A little bit about Frankie. Just oh, thought boy. I'd throw this in here. He dropped out of school after grade six because who needs to know more than that shit? And started logging timber. On weekends, he held fucking parties, one of which included the drunken butchering of a cow on the kitchen floor. That's an interesting party. Yeah. So that's him. That was not how any of my birthdays ever went when I had a party. Mine... I never did the cow slaughtering. Okay, that's already a really weird sign, though, that they're like, let's have a party and um, slaughter slaughter a cow. Yeah, let's do this. Um, So they figured out that the woman that Timothy had been going to the club with Mm -hmm. was Ruth Elizabeth Gay, and she had left the state after the murder, but may or may not have been Frankie's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend right so tim was yeah that's maybe what he was pissed off about although i suspect it's just because like braces a man pissed off about that yeah it probably like rubbed salt in his like a fragile his fragile ego like that his girl could like be interested in a black man like i'm sorry but like in no universe was frankie to anyone at any point in time a catch no no (laughs) ever i can pretty much guarantee that uh so anyway frankie and bill had picked tim up from the nightclub brought him to the hanging tree stabbed him dragged him from the back of their truck and then left him to die because he was actually still alive at that point oh shit most people had actually heard frankie bragging about the murderer one ex-girlfriend of his told them that he would beat her while telling her Quote, if you keep on, you are going to wind up like that N-word in the ditch, end quote. Wow. Apparently, Bill was heard reminiscing about the good old days when you could kill black people for no reason. Oh my god, these people. Fucking. So now they had their peeps, but no evidence. There had been soil samples, tire tracks, DNA, a wooden club, an empty Jack Daniels bottle, and hair samples. And, of course, they lost all of it. (sighs) Lost. Quote, unquote. Gee, I wonder where all our uh, obviously incriminating evidence went. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, In comes Marie Broder, 35-year-old or 34-year-old badass prosecutor. Good. Who I don't usually like, but here we go. She was like, we got to focus on finding the knife. But they wouldn't be able to excavate the well without destroying the house. And I'm guessing that's probably illegal to destroy people's houses, even if they are pieces of shit. I'm sorry, but But I don't fucking care. (laughs) They figured out another way. They could hydrovac it. So they blasted water into it and then vacuumed up the debris. Good. They found Adidas shoes like the one Tim had been wearing, ones Tim had been wearing when he disappeared, mm. a T-shirt with stab holes, and a broken knife. God. So they were able to prosecute. Frankie was found guilty on five ca- different counts, 
And later, Bill pleaded guilty to manslaughter in exchange for 20 years. It didn't, they didn't specify. Manslaughter. Yeah. I don't know. It's possible, Frank, he did most of everything and Bill just kind of helped nab him. That's definitely still not a manslaughter. I don't know the details. No, I know. I know. I just think that's really fucked. It is. He got away with that. Uh, They didn't specify what what Frankie got, but it is Georgia, so hopefully. What he deserved. It's sad, too, because the guy that drove Tim to the club was another black man who was a friend of his. Right. And he told, Tim told him about that he was dating a white woman. Yeah. And the cab driver was like, you got to be careful doing that. And Uh, then when he pulled up to drop him off, he saw three white guys outside the club, which was primarily a black club, and thought that was really weird. Yeah. And he probably... Like, it sucks. He probably feels pretty guilty about yeah. dropping Tim off. And yeah. Well, if he does, he shouldn't. This was no one's fault but the racist murderers. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad that they eventually got caught. I wish it had happened during those two fucking weeks. Well, it would be nice <laughs> if they hadn't had the chance to just, like, live, live a, a whole life. life. Yeah, they didn't deserve that. They deserve to pay for what they did. Yeah. I know. And I'm not even surprised because it sounds like the whole small area would have covered up for something like this because police force, right? Yeah, you don't even have to be rich and powerful. You just have to be white and <laughs> yeah. law enforcement will do that for you. Anyway, yeah. I'm annoyed and frustrated. Um, yeah, this send is Send us your stories one. about your Adidas shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your shoes. The one the one salvaging factor we can take away is and what you that found in he a had well cool one. shoes. Um, what you found in a well once. Hopefully it wasn't this dark. Uh, yeah, no, send us any stories, anything you've been thinking about. Going back to what we talked about with our fears, tell me about that time you used baby wipes on something and it was still dirty. I don't know. I don't want any spider stories. I I do. Tell me about the worst spiders you've ever seen. You. That actually feels light compared to what we just talked about. It does. So I'm okay with spider stories. Tell me about spiders the mood a bit now yes so right. two scared siblings at gmail.com our patreon is two wait <laughs> patreon.com slash two scared siblings yeah. if you would like to donate yeah and uh check out those links in the description and yeah uh to make you feel better give you a kiss good night mm-hmm. sleep well <laughs>